Hey, outlaws. I have a question. And it doesn't have to be rhetorical. You can answer me even though you might be walking or sitting in your car. But I want to ask you the question, why do you create content? Right? Why do you create content? And I think that's a really interesting conversation to start because why? So maybe it's for connection. Maybe you create content to build connection with your audience, your community. Maybe you create content to teach or educate other people, to inspire, to communicate, help others. But ultimately, we all create content to be of use to other people, to advertise our skills, to build awareness, market our brand and business so that people who need our help can find us. And they then ultimately make the decision whether or not they're going to exchange money for our services or products. That is why we create content. And it sounds so friggin' simple, right? (laughs) It sounds so simple. It sounds like such an easy thing to do, but in reality, it is far from easy when you are the content creator, when you are the business owner, maybe a solopreneur. In fact, even if you have a team, my hand is raised high, I know that it can still be really confusing and overwhelming, and it's not always easy. And it's also not easy because you are positioned amongst so many other people doing the same or similar thing as you, right? The online space is noisy. But there is one thing, there is always one thing that you have that those other people don't, and that's you, right? You know this. You are the only one who has your personal experience within your industry or niche. You are the only one who can tell your story in this way. And that's what we're talking about on today's episode. We're going to be talking about storytelling, how to attract and engage with your audience on Instagram, even if you have a small audience. It is all in the storytelling. You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks who want to grow a sustainable and impactful business on their own terms. We are creating our own version of success and striving to build and grow businesses that serve our personal goals and creativity just as much as it serves our audiences. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online marketing and business, one that allows you to lean into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, storyteller, Instagram alchemist, mentor, and CEO of The Outlaws, a holistic business mentorship, meeting you at the intersection of strategy, spirituality, and self-inquiry. Get ready because we're having the messy, honest, and transparent conversations about entrepreneurship, the kind that's missing from the highlight reels of our social media feeds. And you'll learn how to create intention and connection behind your content marketing so you can sell without selling out. We're uncovering the real stories behind what it takes to run a sustainable online business, the highs, lows, and everything in between. Ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Okay, so why is it so important for us to tell our story? Why is it important for us to understand our storytelling path? Well, 
Every time we create a piece of content, every time we post or publish on Instagram, even when you write an email or write a blog or record a podcast, you are telling a story. So when you create content, you are telling a story. But I want to specifically focus on Instagram because Instagram is this place where when it works, we're really happy. But when it doesn't work, we fall into this state of imposter syndrome or we second guess ourselves, right? And a critic get loud, gets loud. It can be a very triggering platform, right? I find that I can be scrolling through and I see something and it's not always even a conscious, it's not even conscious and I'm triggered. And then I'm like really in a crappy mood or I'm really irritated And it could be for any number of reason, but something has triggered me. And sometimes I have to stop and I'm like, what the hell just happened? What has just triggered me? And more often than not, it's because I've seen a post, a post that maybe triggered me on an emotional level. Maybe it triggered, triggered, (laughs) maybe it triggered me and made me angry or frustrated. Maybe it fed into my own inner critic and my own self-doubt, right? It happens. We all know what that feels like. Now, your storytelling is so important because when we can connect our storytelling path with our Instagram content, when we can make that connection between the two, we are able to create content that both attracts and engages our audience on Instagram. And this is possible even if you have a small audience. Now, I always like to talk about context when we talk about small audiences because I have around about 1,200 followers on Instagram and I have had people say to me, but your audience is so small. And I'm kind of insulted by that nowadays because I'm like, yes, but these are 1,200 people. And if you put me in a room in front of 1,200 people and they were supposedly anticipating and waiting for me to say something really, really great, I would probably be a little bit nervous, right? We, we look at this number on Instagram, we look at these platforms, we look at this number of people and we forget that these are, for the most part, human beings, right? Not everybody, we know there's going to be bots and, you know, spam accounts in there, but Imagine walking into a room and whatever your follow account is right now, imagine walking into a room and that amount of people are sitting there waiting for you to say something. We have to take that approach with Instagram. Even if we know that not every single one of our followers followers is paying attention, seeing our content or seeing it in chronological order, we still want to look at our content creation as putting something out into the world that is going to be of value and of service and of use to other people. And in particular, the people who are already following us. And this is a really, really important important point for me to highlight is that when we create content, we are creating content for the people who are already following us. We are creating content for the people who already show up for us, the people who like, comment, share, save. We are creating content for them. We're not actually creating content for the people who we don't know. We're not creating content for the unknown followers. And the reason we're not is because we don't know them yet. 
We don't know them and they don't know us. We haven't built a relationship. And the only way to build that relationship with new people is by creating content for the people who already are there. For creating content for your existing audience, for the people who already follow you, for the people who have already clicked that follow button and said, yeah, okay, I like this. I can stick around. I want to know more. For those people, we create content. And we create content through our storytelling path. Our storytelling path is what builds a connection between you and your audience, right? It is the path that takes you out of this kind of a teaching mindset and helps you to step into a role of thought leader. It helps you to, instead of giving away every single piece of information, instead of trying to create a post that tells your audience every single little thing they possibly could need to know about you, you tell a story. Knowing full well that not everyone will see your content, not everybody's going to see your content in chronological order, but we create this content through our storytelling path and we are able to build that connection. Now, storytelling is something that we can all do. right? No matter what your industry is, you can story tell. You can tell a story through your content and you have stories. I've spoken to so many business owners over the last few years who have said, well, I don't have anything to say. I don't have anything of importance or it's, it's not my thing, right? I, I, I create, I'm, I'm an artist, for example, and I don't have stories to tell. Well, I don't believe that to be true. I've worked with artists and designers who have incredible stories to tell. And I know that each of us, every single one of you has an incredible story and stories, multiple that you can tell, but you just need to give yourself permission to share them publicly. And I don't mean you have to, you know, go into so much detail about your personal life. There doesn't have to be vulnerability when it's uncomfortable. You don't have to share everything. You don't have to be an open book, but by giving yourself permission to share certain stories about your business and about your journey and believing that other people actually need to hear them, that is a critical shift in our ability to create really great content that attracts and engages. Now we talk about attraction and engagement, but actually it's round the other way, right? We actually don't want to attract and then engage. We actually need to engage to attract. Let me explain that. We talk about attraction, client attraction. Well, client attraction is actually kind of bullshit, really, especially when you have a small audience, because what you actually want to do is focus on speaking to the people who already are around, people who already follow you. You want to create content by listening to what they're telling you or not telling you every time you create a piece of content and post something. You want to listen to their feedback. And when you create that content, you want to create content that is engaging them in a conversation. And this is so, so critical. And I see this happening a lot on Instagram in particular. We have been taught as a collective of modern day entrepreneurs, we have been taught to position ourselves as the, and I quote, authority. But there is a really, really, really narrow path between trying to step into this authority and actually alienating your audience. I'm going to say that again. There is a really fine line between actually being the authority 
and alienating your audience. Because oftentimes we position ourselves as the authority, but we do it in a way where we are kind of teaching. We do it in a way where we're talking at our audience. And this is not, this is an observation, right? This is something I have noticed about my own content in the past. It's something I see and I see it because we've been taught to do this. We've been taught to position ourselves as the authority, But the reality is that nobody wants to be spoken at or spoken down to. We want to be part of the conversation. And this is so, so important when it comes to creating your content. Your content needs to be part of the conversation. It needs to encourage people to have the conversation with you, sometimes with others. And it needs to encourage people to feel safe, feel like they're taken care of, feel like they can engage with you, comment with you, connect with you. This is the difference between having a post where you have put so much time and energy into teaching something and it doesn't engage, it doesn't kind of click with your audience versus a piece of content where you actually share how you feel or you talk about maybe an opinion you have, maybe you talk about something that's a little bit sticky, something that, you know, could ruffle a few feathers without being rude or, you know, without traumatizing other people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about content where we are potentially standing in our values. We're standing our ground and saying, this pisses me off about my industry. This pisses me off about my niche or about X, Y, or Z. When you take that stance, you will find that you typically engage people because people want to be part of the conversation. Right. And there's a number of ways in which we can do this and you will find your way of creating that kind of content. But this is why it's so important, especially when you have a small audience to actually engage your audience through your storytelling path rather than trying to focus on client attraction. It's even more so important on a place like Instagram, because I talked about this last week. Instagram is not a visibility platform. It is not the kind of platform that we go to to look for answers. We don't go to Instagram to type in a question. We go there, especially as business owners, we go there to market our brands and businesses. We go there for brand awareness. And along the way, we actually find people who we like. We actually find relationships and build connections. And we do that over time. And it does take time because look, if you're in your 30s, you know how hard it is. I mean, you may not even be in your 30s. I don't care how old you are, but you know how hard it is as an adult to make friends, to make genuine connections with people that you, like, they're just like your ride or dies, right? To have those kinds of connections, that is hard, especially when you're older. So the idea that we can do this so easily in our businesses is hilarious because it actually does take time, right? It's all about the long game. So we need to position ourselves in this place of engaging and then attracting. Because when we engage our existing audience, when we build con- or we create, sorry, content that is consistently and reliably engaging and it is of value and it's of service and we are of use and our audience are excited to see our content and they want to share it with their own audience or their own followers. They want to talk about it. They want to have the conversation. They want to save it for reference later. When you can build that kind of engagement with your audience, you will naturally start to attract other people. 
Why? Because your audience are doing the work. Your audience is saying, hey, I like this. She knows what she's talking about or he knows what he's talking about. They know what they're talking about. They are providing value. And I'm standing up and saying, I will vouch for them. And I like this person. I like this brand. You should come and follow them too. And that is typically what happens, but it happens in this very, very subconscious way. And this is why we need to focus on engaging before we attract. This is why client attraction, when you have a really small business, unless you are willing to network and networking just rubs me the wrong way. It always has done. But unless you are willing to really go out and network and like be really, really like a hard ass about it and really pitch and be on discovery calls and constantly be doing things to kind of get yourself out there. If that's not you and look, that's not me. That's not how I can do business. I'm not someone who I have a certain level of confidence, but I still find networking very, very hard. So it's really about engaging your audience and then attracting your new audience, right? And it takes time. It is a process, right? You're in it for the long haul. So storytelling is something you can all do, right? You all have stories. You've just got to believe that other people need to hear them. And I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I have this Oracle deck. Um, I think it's by Rebecca Campbell. And there is a card in there that I have picked out a couple of times. And it talks about, I can't remember what the card is, but it talks about you being unique, And the the premise of the card is that you really need to show people your uniqueness, your weird side, as it were. It talks about us being able to show ourselves authentically, being true to who we are and not being afraid to say, this is my true self. This is me when I'm goofy. This is me, you know, whatever. And one of the things that is written on the card and I still, I just, it really, really rings true to me is that when we as individuals do not show up as our truest self, and I'm talking about being, you know, our being goofy, being who we are, saying things how we would say them, making the jokes we would make, whatever it might be. When we don't do that, we have the potential to miss out on the connections with other people who also who also are goofy like us or people who we could build genuine connections and friendships and relationships with, we kind of, we miss paths because when we don't shine our light, when we don't show up and tell people what we do and who we are and how we do it and what we believe in, when we take away that ability to be a thought leader within our industry or niche, we are missing out on allowing other people to feel heard, for other people to say, oh, I'm not alone, right? And then these people kind of continue to, to look for answers. They continue to look for that person that they connect connect to or to build that relationship with. And they've missed out on finding you because, you know, we're also dimming our light. And I'm not saying it's easy, right? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm still trying to my, my light is still dimmed, right? I've still got that dimmer switch on. I'm still trying to turn my own light all the way up. But I hope that I'm making my point is that when we can really start to just gradually 
say what we really want to say, not hide behind teachable content, not hide behind this like um, ASL of online business where we ask people for their age, sex, location, when we can actually be true to our business vision, when we can be true to our values and what we believe in as a business owner, we will bring and welcome more people into our into our sphere, into our corner of the world where these people also want to be a part of something. They also have felt alone and they want to learn from you in particular. And we all know what this is like, right? We've all been there where you could pick, I don't know, let's go with toothbrush because I recently bought a new toothbrush and I had the choice of a lot of well-known brands, a lot of well-known brands when I was choosing a toothbrush. But I already had in my mind, specific things I wanted. I wanted to choose a toothbrush that was more ethical. It was more sustainable. And so I was looking for that. So that was really like, that had already narrowed down my choices. Mm. Now, did I care about what color it was going to be? Maybe not so much. That wasn't really going to bother me. And so I then started to look at the brands available to me. What did I read? I read their kind of, their about page. I read their story, right? Their little blurb on the shopping app to see why should I buy their toothbrush? And I always joke with my close friends and family. And I say, if if you can tell me a really great story, I'm probably going to buy your thing. <laughs> like, this is one of the things I've noticed about myself personally. And when you start to notice it about yourself, you'll you probably see the same thing, especially as millennials, we really connect to small businesses right? As a small business owner yourself, you probably already connect to small businesses because you already have that sense of empathy and you already have that sense of connection to them. But we start to, we start to build that connection because we get it. We know what it's like. We also start to notice that their story is so similar to our story, right? It's those success stories. It's those stories on the back of the menus. It's the stories that tell us more about why that person built their business. Why do they believe what they believe? Why do they do what they do? Why do they show up in a certain way? Why have they committed to this thing over something else? And this is the the incredible thing about storytelling is it's inside each of us. We all have those stories, but we need to know that A, we have permission to share them and talk about them and speak about them publicly. Even if in the past you've told your story and it has been, you've been shut down or you've been told that no one cares, or maybe you felt like no one cares. I know that there are people out there that care. I care about your story. And we also need to believe that others need to hear them. And if you've ever really struggled in your business, like I have, with identifying who your quote ideal client is, the storytelling path is for you and it's going to help you to understand who you're trying to speak to. It's so, so important because if you've ever found the, and I'm going to say normal, way of writing, marketing, communicating online, if you've ever found that really claustrophobic, the storytelling path is for you because it's going to help you to kind of open up and breathe. It's going to help you to open up what is available for you and realize that you do not 
have to niche down to someone's age, sex, location. You do not have to know their exact age. I work with a huge array of people. And the reason I work with those people is not because of their age, sex, location. It's not because of how much money they earn in a year. It's because of who they are. It's because of how they run their business. It's because there is a clear connection between my story and their story. It's a clear connection between what I do, how I do it, and what they are looking for. And I'm one of those businesses where I'm one of those business, I'm one of those business owners who is running a business that is definitely, how would you put it? I'm, you know, you know me, right? You already know me. You listen to this podcast. You probably already know when everyone else is zigging, I'm over here zagging, right? When everyone else is following a certain strategy, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to try this instead. And that is very much my personality. That's how I am in, in, I was going to say in real life, but that's how I am in like my personal life. I've always wanted to do things in a different way and I'm willing to test certain things. I'm willing to get it wrong. I think that's really important in entrepreneurship is that we need to be willing to get things wrong. We need to be willing to make mistakes and then get up and carry on because that is like probably 75% of entrepreneurship is testing stuff out and it not going the way we want it to go and then having to figure out a new way of doing it. So as entrepreneurs, as modern day entrepreneurs, we have this this new thing available to us. We have this new way of identifying who our ideal client is. We have this new way of writing and communicating and marketing online and creating content for our audience. We have this available to us, but it's a case of stepping into this storytelling path and actually letting go of really what I consider to be like bullshit on ice. Those idle client exercises, they are limiting. They put people in boxes. If you have found it hard work, look, I'm going to just say it's not you. It's those idle clients exercises. They are so, so limiting. And what happens is, especially if you are multi-passionate, especially if you run your business from a place of your values and, you know, your vision, which is probably way bigger, it's really difficult to narrow everything down into this one small niche and to really limit yourself to this one particular audience. And it's okay, right? We need to be okay with challenging those exercises, worksheets, workbooks, whatever, that don't work for us. If you've tried it more than once, I've probably tried it a dozen times in the five years I've been in online business. It's never worked for me. And I got to the point where I thought it was me. What is wrong with me? Why do I find this so hard? Why do I find this so difficult to to create? How many times over the last five years I have thought that's my audience. And then I've started creating content or I've started to build my strategies around that particular audience. And I'm just like, that isn't it. (laughs) And I found it so limiting. And now I realize it wasn't me. It was because it was limiting and I do not have that type of business. And so if you feel the same, this is one of the things we need to start giving ourselves permission to do is like look outside of these very linear, very niched and small and limited 
um, exercises and actually start to look at the bigger picture, right? We can look at our story. We can look at creating our own storytelling path. And this allows us to still continue building connection. And in my opinion, we build a better connection. I'm going to just, I'm actually going to say this and I'm probably going to upset so many people, not that those people probably listen to the show. I actually think the client exercises, these idle client exercises that we see, I actually think they're really limiting because it's designed for like one particular type of person. It's actually not designed to build real connection. I'm just, I'm going to put that out there, right? I don't think that the typical idle client exercises are designed to build real connection between a small business and their audience. Because how can you do that when you're only focused on someone's age, sex, location, you're focused on where they you know, where they work or you're focused on where they shop or their income, those things are so limiting. It's not about who they are or how they want to build a business or how they want to live their life or how they want to, I don't know, how they want to feel in their body or any of those things. It's so limiting. And I really do believe that those idle client exercises are limiting because of the fact that they're designed for one very particular type of business owner. And I think as we've all seen over the last 12 months or so, a lot of these strategies, these are regurgitated strategies. This is no different. It is a regurgitated strategy that originally came from big, big businesses, big corporations, where it probably works. It does work, but it doesn't work for us. And if it's not working for you, then creating your storytelling path is the solution. It's going to help you to dial into that bigger vision. It's going to help you to look at all the elements of your business, what you really want to build, the connection you want to give between yourself and your audience. So I'm going to break the storytelling path down for you. There's four different elements of building your own storytelling path, creating your own storytelling path. The first is your story, right? How you got here, why you started this particular business and why you're so passionate about the thing that you do. Why are you so passionate about your dreams and your goals, right? Really, you know, your why, right? Why? Your story and your why. How did you get here? and Why did you choose this thing? The second element is your audience. And that's like more of your typical idle client information. But we can look at it from their values, right? So what what are your values? What are your audience's values? What kind of values do you want when you build your business? What kind of people do you want to bring into your business? What kind of people do you want to work with? Right? Maybe it's nothing to do with their age or their sex or their location. Maybe you do want to work with teachers. Maybe you do want to sell people who are looking for jewelry or for a piece of art. Right? Maybe you want to work with people who market their businesses on Instagram. But that's like one very small piece of the story. What else about them? What else matters? What else is significant and important to you? The third stage is your offers, right? This is your service, your offer, your program, your product, your piece of art, whatever it is. What is it? What is it? And why do you do this? And really important, why should someone care about that product or offer or whatever it is that you do? 
Why should someone care about it? Why is it important? And not as why is it important to you, but why should it be important to them? And the fourth and final stage is yourself, which is different to your story, yourself. This is your values. What do you value? What are your beliefs? What are you for? And what are you against? What pisses you off? (laughs) Right? This could be very general or this could be very specific to your industry or your niche, depending on the kind of business you have, right? If you're a coach or a service-based entrepreneur, you're probably going to talk about what pisses you off in your industry, especially if you want to work with other people in your industry. If you are working with, like, if you are a product-based business owner, and you are selling to the general public, you probably don't need to talk about what pisses them off. Although if you are, let's say, if you're a fashion designer and there is some, you're a plus size fashion designer and it really pisses you off that people can't find fringe sized clothing, um, which is, I was taught this recently by someone that fringe sized is like another version of plus size. And I love it. So if you, maybe you know that there's no fringe sized clothing in the kind of Western bohemian um, niche, which there isn't, by the way. (laughs) And that is something that pisses you off. And you could talk about that, right? Because that's going to build connections. So when I eventually start that that business, (laughs) and I'm laughing because I really would love to, but I have no idea where to begin. But if I were to start that business, that would be a huge part of my story, right? Why it pisses me off that I can't buy bell bottoms that are in my size right? That would be a reason. And the final thing about yourself is what lights you up. So, right, what pisses you off, but what lights you up? What gets you really excited? Because here's the thing, your audience are always paying attention. I say this so often, your audience are always paying attention. People are always paying attention to your content, even when it feels like they're not. And the fact that people are paying attention means that people see your energy. People can bounce and feed off of your energy. And this is why we have to be so conscious of how we quote show up on Instagram. Because when we feel like shit, we, when we feel like shit, it's really hard for us to be ourselves and talk about the things that excite us and the things that we're working on and to actually engage and have conversations online if we feel like crap. You know that from real life. So online is no different. So we need to make sure we're looking after ourselves so that we can actually talk about the things that light us up. So we can actually build that engagement and excitement with our audience. And I know this firsthand. This was like my outlaw moment for the whole of January is the fact that Really, when I looked at this month, it did not go the way I had planned, right? My outlaw moment for January was the fact that my month did not go as planned. You know that saying, you either get what you want or you get what you need. I totally got what I needed and not at all what I wanted. But I also got things I didn't know I needed. Really important. And part of that was realizing that I have to be more gracious and kind to myself when I am low energy. And that being on Instagram and showing my face just sometimes is not going to happen. I feel like I've barely shown my face on Instagram this month, but my business hasn't collapsed. And that's kind of the lesson from that is that these things we believe are going to cause our business to fall apart. Our business will crumble. We'll, nobody will want to work with us. Nobody will want to hire us. Look, there is a time for, you know, making sure that we're visible, 
But we also need to consider ourselves in this because if you force yourself to show up, if you force yourselves to really step into that really visible role in your business, when you are not feeling that way in yourself, that energy is like palpable. We can see it, we can feel it. And you know that. And we force ourselves anyway, because we're like, well, if we don't do it, our business will collapse. It's just not true. Just not true. Right? This idea that we have to be consistent for consistency's sake is such a load of crap. So instead, right, we can really show up and tell people what lights us up, what pisses us off. But we can use these four stages, right? Your story, your audience, your offers, and yourself. Those are the four stages of creating your storytelling path. And those four things together are really, it's like this huge pool of content and connection and story. And it really helps you to understand why are you creating content, right? If you remember back Like half an hour ago, I asked you that question, why do you create content? Well, it's in the storytelling and those four things will help you to tell, will help you, sorry, to tell your story and create content that engages your audience to the point that they want to actually share it with other people. To the point that your audience are like, yes, I feel that way too. Yes, I want to know more. Yes, I want to be a part of this. They're excited to be a part of your community. Because really, when we create content, that is what we're doing, right? We are creating content to be of use to others, to advertise our skills, to build brand awareness, market our brands, our businesses, so that people who need our help can find us and choose whether or not they want to exchange money for our services or products. It really is that simple. But a lot of other people have spent a lot of time overcomplicating things. A lot of other people have spent a lot of other time regurgitating tactics and strategies that do not work for everyone. They work for a few, not all, right? One of those things is that idle client exercise where it really limits us as entrepreneurs. It limits our ability to see the bigger vision. And if you've ever found that really hard, then have a go at creating your storytelling path right? Have a go at creating a storytelling path because that is what can help build that connection. And that is how we engage and how we attract on Instagram, even when you have a small audience. Because here's the thing, context, everyone starts at zero, right? We all start with zero followers. We all start with only like our best friend or our husbands or partners or mums or whoever reading our blog or listening to our podcast. We all start at the bottom. Every single person starts with zero and we grow from there. And I said this last week, but if you're in your, you're building your online business is for the long game, if you want to build a business for the long game, you want to be around for more than five minutes, you are playing the long game. And the long game survives with sustainability, right? It survives when we are building sustainable businesses and we are reliable with our content. It doesn't survive these extreme highs and lows. It doesn't survive when we constantly are kind of chasing the next best thing. It survives when we look into our intuition, we tap into our inner wisdom, when we can create because we listen and we really understand that our audience are so, so critical for our actual business growth, 
stop chasing new followers and create content for the people who are already showing up for you because they are the most important people in this whole scenario, right? Besides you, they are the most important people in this scenario. They are the ones that are giving you all that information and they're the ones that you are creating for. They're the ones that you are telling your story to. So I hope that you have found some comfort and inspiration in this episode that you've hopefully for many of you have realized that this isn't you, this isn't your fault, that it's hard to identify your idol client or your idol audience, that actually a lot of this was set up to make us fail. A lot of it was set up to make us fail. And instead there are other ways to do it. And this is by creating that storytelling path. You know, your story is so, so important and it forms your strategy. It forms your social content. So important. So thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I am so, so excited because over the next couple months, I guess, we have some really exciting things happening here on Entrepreneur Outlaws. So the first thing is that I really want to tell you about, because I've kind of been slowly doing this over a couple weeks, is that Entrepreneur Outlaws now has its very own Instagram feed. And it's entrepreneurial underscore outlaws. You can find it in the show notes. And I would love for you to come over and follow us um, on our very own feed. My feed is not going anywhere, but we are, we're building something guys. And you are a part of that. And I'm so, so thrilled to have you on this journey. And so we are now going to be inviting you to come and join us over on the entrepreneurial outlaws Instagram feed. Over there, you will find all of the episode posts. You will see stories. Um, We will be talking with you about your outlaw moments and asking what would an outlaw do? Um, Hashtag WWOD. And we will be really getting to know you and understanding what you want to see more of right here on the show. Over the next few weeks, we have some incredible guests joining us. I'm very excited to bring them on and to interview them and for you to meet some of these incredible people in my own business who have been such an inspiration. You're going to get to know them and it's going to be so much fun. And one of the other projects that we're working on right here on Entrepreneur Outlaws is I am creating the Outlaw Journal right? The Outlaw Journal. This is going to be the journal that's going to bring the intersection of strategy, spirituality, and self-inquiry to your business. Because Lord knows we need all three of those things to actually run our businesses. But I know that tapping into your intuition and your inner wisdom can be very, very confusing at times. And there's so much noise out there. And look, I'm the kind of person who spent most of my business buying planners and not using them, right? My hand is raised. But over the last year or so, I have really, really lent on a lot of my spiritual routines and rituals. And journaling has been a huge part of that. But also listening to inspiring podcasts, making sure that I am really checking in with myself on a regular basis, allowing my creativity to flourish, making sure that I get my ideas out of my brain, really important, especially if you are an overthinker, um, you know what that's like. And so this process really helps you to just 
kind of take the noise out of your head, put it onto paper and come back to when you need it. So the Outlaw Journal is something I am working on and I'm going to be sharing the behind the scenes process of this over on Instagram. And I'm going to be inviting you to tell me what you want from this journal because I'm creating it for you all. So I would love to know more about what you're looking for. And over the next few weeks, we are going to be talking about Instagram alchemy. So we are going to be looking at Instagram alchemy itself. Basically, how do you create your own version of magic on Instagram? Well, the first part we went through today, which is your storytelling path and actually creating that and using it and building that connection. Next week, we're going to be talking about specifically about strategy. So we're going to be talking about how to create your Instagram alchemy strategy what that looks like, what do you need to consider, really what the difference is between Instagram and other platforms. Because look, I want you all to flourish and thrive in your businesses. And I think it's so important that we understand how we can show up on these platforms, specifically on Instagram, and not fall into this trap, this cycle. And I do it too, but how do we get in, we create our content and we leave? Because so many Instagram gurus, Instagram experts, whatever you want to call them, So many people are teaching you how to do Instagram in this very linear way. They're also teaching you how to fit in to the platform. Well, I don't like fitting into boxes, right? Shove the box up the butt. So instead, I teach you how to really use Instagram in your own business in a way that allows you to be you, allows you to shine, allows you to turn that light all the way up. So we're going to be talking about that over the coming weeks. Next week, it's going to be all about Instagram alchemy strategy. So that's it from me. I feel like I've just (laughs) word vomited a thousand things I'm working on. But as you can probably tell, I'm super excited to really involve you in this journey. And I want to thank you again for being here. Thank you for listening. And until next time, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. 